Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's word, fellowship, and prayer. Welcome to Kaya. So uh, this is our college and young adults ministry. Kaya is an acronym. I don't know if we say that enough for newcomers. Uh, we got a lot of acronyms. But uh, we just came back from fall retreat. Yeah. All right. So I think this question was already asked, but who heard from the Lord at fall retreat? Yeah. Amen. Okay. So. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, your testimony is not just the moment you got saved, okay? Your testimony is an ongoing story of how Jesus Christ is constantly at work in your life, right? And so um, we have some people in our ministry that, man, heard from the Lord in a, a powerful way, and we want to hear that testimony, Amen. Okay, and so I don't know if you guys know this, but when Jesus Christ was on this earth, the Spirit of God spoke the Word of God through the body of Christ. Okay, so think about that for a second, because that's exactly what's happening today, right? The Spirit of God is going to be speaking the Word of God through the body of Christ, okay? So that means you should take notes. Um, some of you guys, the idea of taking notes if there's not a PowerPoint is like mind-blowing. Like, what do I write down? You write down what the Spirit of God is speaking. Okay, whatever God is impressing on your heart, write that down. Right? Like, okay, so uh, 2 Corinthians 12.9 says that, uh, man, Jesus' grace is sufficient, but also that his strength is made perfect in weakness, okay? And so we're going to have a number of people up here who are not used to speaking in front of people, okay? And all that means is that's even more reason to take notes, because God's strength is going to be made perfect in them his word is going to go forth in power. Okay, the question is, do we have the faith to receive that? Okay? And so, I'm going to pray. And, and when I pray, we all pray. Okay? We all have to pray in our hearts that God would speak to us. Okay? Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. Um, even if it was just Jesus Christ that you gave us. But as, as Brian charged us this morning, God, with Jesus Christ, you freely give us all things. God, you've given us a, a home, uh, a family in the body of Christ. Lord, you've given us your Holy Spirit. You've given us your word. Um, it's amazing. And God, we take it for granted. And... Uh, Lord, in, in Ecclesiastes 8.4, you say that where the word of the king is, there is power. And, uh, and so, God, we, we seek uh, to have your word magnified this morning. God, through, through weak and foolish people, myself included. And, uh, Lord, we pray that through that, God, your, your power would be made manifest and that you would conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, uh, Alyssa. There you go. Hey guys. <laughs> okay, so as Seth said, thanks, Seth. Uh, my name is Alyssa Sloss, and just so you know a little bit about me before I get into it, I serve in the student ministry as well as on the postscript team. I'm a part of Michaela Creer's South Kansas City Bible Study. We just split a few months ago. So if you're looking for a Bible study, come check it out. 
Um, this year, I was really excited for Fall Retreat, and it definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, the Lord showed me so much, and I am really thankful and truly humbled to get to share that with you, even if that means potentially crying in front of 200 people. Um, so for some context, just because you'll need to know this later, um, before I really get into this, at the beginning of this semester, I go to UMKC, I had a meeting with some of my leaders to discuss my ministry and what it looked like, and they told me that before getting more involved in a ministry, I needed to first prove myself out in Kaya and be content here. Um, so that happened, like I said, at the beginning of the semester, but it was still very much present on my heart as I went into fall retreat. Um, and so just to get into the sermons, these sermons and my convictions from them were pretty cool because each sermon just continued the work God was doing on my heart and just continuously expounded on what I was already learning. And what stood out to me in Dan's first sermon was a point that he made based on James 1.8, which says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Dan was preaching on this idea that we often co-mingle our faith and our flesh, and when he brought up James 1.8, he said that to be unstable is to be double-minded, which is to co-mingle our faith. When I thought through this, I could see instability in a few areas of my faith, and Brandon's message the next morning really helped me focus in on what I needed to be repenting of. Brandon's sermon went through the first few chapters of Exodus, and while Brandon was discussing our call to servanthood, he said something that really pricked my heart. He said, too many of us are busy daydreaming about a future rather than soberly stewarding our present work. He added that God can't give you a calling if he doesn't even have your attention. As Brandon discussed the importance of contentment and focus on what is just before us, I realized what the Lord was trying to show me. So as I mentioned earlier, a little while ago, I had that really tough meeting with my leaders about my focus and my contentment. And while I left those meetings logically understanding what they were saying, my pride really took a hit by being told I wasn't ready. I feel like in sermons, we always hear Brandon talk about like how he has to tell people they aren't ready for something. And it's always like, oh, they must have done something really bad. And then it was me. And I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, my pride really took a hit, and my heart really began to deceive me through that time. Uh, through Brandon's sermon, I finally took captive a thought that I've kept hidden at the back of my mind for some time now. Uh, this thought had taken root, but I continued to just act like it wasn't there, and in my pride, I just didn't want to approach it and repent of it, even if I knew that it was wrong and messing up my motives. This thought sort of went like this, what can I do to appear faithful so I will be counted faithful so I can basically do whatever I want. Uh, so here I was really brought face to face with the ugliness of my pride. This thought was really poisonous to my walk. As Dan discussed in his first sermon, the enemy doesn't take root through a total rejection of truth, but through slow infiltration, and that is what this was doing. Dan's second sermon even mentioned this idea as he ended by saying, our obedience to God always trumps our performance. I had been playing at faith while truly lacking contentment and allowing apathy for my ministries to take hold. I repented of this pride, and I am continuing to trust the Lord to focus me and trusting God for contentment. But within that repentance, I felt one of my tendencies sort of try to take hold, and that was my temptation to fear my own failure and incompetencies in ministry. This was the focus, praise the Lord, of Brandon's last sermon, though. I can see so much instability in my faith these last few months, and I got scared of how I had let myself be deceived and pretended to not notice my disingenuine motives. But Brandon's sermon showed me my pride that was disguised by my own insecurity by reminding me once again that ministry is not about me and what I can do. It doesn't matter what I have done or what I am doing really, but rather that I trust God to do a work, set myself aside, and just believe he'll do it because I know he can, because I've seen it, and because his word declares it. So yeah, that is what the Lord showed me at retreat. I hope this was edifying. Please pray for me. I love you guys, and I'm thankful for this past weekend together. Man, thank you, Alyssa. Um, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all struggle with double-mindedness, right? And... I think we, we tend to forget that the Lord is in the business of renewing minds. And, uh, and man, the way that happens is, man, when, when we mingle our, our flesh with the Spirit, is when we enter into the presence of God. Like Alyssa said, we, we choose worship. Right? Worship is uh, a thing of attention. 
right? Like when we worship the Lord, we give him our attention. And, and it makes me think about, man, when, uh, when Moses went up the mountain, like no one else wanted to go because we'll die, right? Our, our flesh will burn away. That's like what they say. And that's what happens when we enter into the presence of God to worship. Man, it, it burns away all those fleshly motives, right? And so, man, for some of us, we just, we just need to worship. Like, it's as simple as that. Amen? Amen. All right. My man, Marshall. Okay, sweet. Okay. Okay. Um, Man, this weekend was so good. This retreat was just amazing. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, I'm Marshall, and uh, I'm off at school at K-State for most of the semester, or for the semester, so I'm gone most of the year. Um, And so, you know, being out in the world, you're kind of exactly thrown into what Brandon was talking about, like um, struggling with commingling uh, with the world. And so I came into this retreat just like kind of drained from the things I've been going through and the things I've been dealing with out there. Um, I recently just start, started discipleship with Seth, um, and it's been good, like actually taking my walk seriously. Um, God's blessed that and brought um, opportunities with sharing the gospel with friends. Um, out at K-State, and it's been super good, but at the same time, the world is very draining. Um, And yeah, so I came to this retreat just wanting to hear from God and wanting to be filled up with fellowship um, and just hang out with you guys. And so, um, yeah, that exact thing happened. Um, Like, it was was just so awesome. And just all the conversations and the, the time that I've had with friends and hanging out with different people, every conversation and all the times in the Word and the quiet time, like, God brought up four different specific scriptures through Brandon and Dan's sermons um, that, like, literally I'd read within the past few weeks, like, ev- like four specific things, um, and it was just so cool. Um, and with that, um, he brought, God brought me to two different aspects of my faith, of my walk, the first being commingling with the world. Um, and I just realized that in this time, like, I've taken my faith more seriously and fought, choosing to do discipleship despite distance and being gone and everything. Um, and I realized I've given God like 99%, but like this last 1% um, was kind of what God worked on me this week. Um, and just like giving up like the deepest parts of me, the deepest things that I hold on to, um, the, the things in like my flesh like that I've built up, that whatever I think is worth it, the reputation or whatever looks like success in my flesh. Um, I just... I hold on to that. Um, And so that's what God, you know, hit me with. Like, yeah, I've been more faithful in my walk, but there's still, there's still more to deal with. Um, And so God really taught me that. And it comes with what uh, Dan talked about, about our appetite of the world and purposing in our heart, like Daniel did, not to eat of the king's meat, not to eat of the world. Um, And so don't have an appetite, like, for the world, like change that. Um, And so that was, that was a huge thing for me. And I already knew it. And God just like kept, kept putting it in my heart, kept hitting me with that. Um, And so, yeah, just learning to let go of the last holds on on my life that I just can't let go of. Um, And so, you know, that's something that I'm working through and praying through. Um, And then the second thing was our calling. Um, So right now, I like, without a doubt, I know that God has me at K-State. Like, that's my mission field. And I'm seeing people, like, seeing conversations, and I'm seeing things happen. Friends are coming to church with me or coming to campus ministries with me. And it's just so cool to see what God's doing there. Um, And even though I might feel alone at times, like, I know that God's with me there. And so I'm just, I just want to continue being faithful and where he has me. Um, But also, um, there's no coincidence. So this week, I actually have to begin looking for um, an an internship, an extended internship out of state um, this spring semester and this summer. And I'm looking at Tampa and Boston. Um, I'm looking to go somewhere where I can actually um, be a part of a church far away from home and um, apply, you know, apply the things I'm learning about the mission. So I actually have to begin looking for that this week. So it was no coincidence that Brandon was talking about, you know, our calling and, and, 
and going. So, yeah, I mean, all these things, um, God's just working on in my heart. So, yeah, I'm just so thankful I could be here and um, hang with you guys. Like, I don't get this a lot, and it's just so, so good for me. So, thank you guys. Man, thank you, Marshall. Love you, dude. Um, there's always more to yield, right? Jesus said the, the kingdom of God is within you, right? And there's, there's always more territory to conquer, right? Like in, in the battlefield of our lives, in our hearts, there's always more, more ground that the Lord Jesus Christ can reign over, right? And, and I think that's, man, so just right on, right? Like no one arrives, doesn't matter how long you've been following the Lord, like, there's more to yield, right? Um, thank you. Shana. Yeah. I was really worried I was going to trip doing that. I didn't. Praise God. Um, yeah, I'm Shayna, and I'm not British, sorry, sorry about the confusion there, um, that's how nervous I was for fall retreat, I just turned British for three days, okay, um, anyways, um, I want to take a moment to just, I'm gonna try not to cry, but, uh, thank all of you who knew Lorena um, when she first got here and as she grew, because she enlisted you guys as prayer warriors to get me and my stubborn behind here. Uh, and so I just, from the depths of my soul, thank you guys so much for praying for me, man. Like, I'm not going to lie, the Lord wrecked me and that wasn't fun, but... <laughs> It was worth it, because here I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, just thank you so much, and a faithful friend indeed. Get, get you all arena. Okay, but you can't have it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so what I got from uh, Fall Retreat, so I'm going to try to be concise. Melissa, I'm learning. Okay. Um, so there's so much safety here at Midtown. So many resources, so many opportunities to hear truth, submit to it, learn it, to fail in safety, to repent, and to grow in safety. Um, in Brandon's message, right at the tail end, um, the last verse of like his little, whatchamacallit, uh, he goes, it's Exodus 4.12. And God says to Moses, he says, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And that just struck me in so many ways. And it pricked me to do a quick word study on that word go. Because in my flesh, when someone says go, I want to just barrel down. I was once upon a time, my nickname was a bulldozer. So I would just like, boom, let's go. Um, and so that's me and my flesh. I just want to be ambitious and go after and, and just get her done as Larry, the cable guy would say. Um, and so praise God for the Holy spirit. He said, daughter, look, look at this. Um, the word go isn't a call to run ahead of God. This word is also translated, trying not to cry, as walk and follow. Um, and there's uh, several cross references to this, but one of them, I'm just going to do it the millennial way. Uh, try not to be as shaky, but I am. One of the, the first cross-reference is Deuteronomy. Um, 
Well, I should say the first one that struck me, it's not the first one, um, is Deuteronomy 10, 12. Um, it says, and now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. The next one is Ruth 1.16. It's kind of creepy, but not creepy, but I low-key quoted this to Carly at Fall Retreat, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. Whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. And then the last cross-reference, the just final punch. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Man, okay, so that was just from Exodus 14, or 12, rather. And so my takeaway from all of these sermons, from all of these messages and just being washed in the word, as I abide in the Lord, I am listening, purposing in my heart to do whatever he says and not to do whatever he says not to do. That's key. Uh, as I keep his yoke upon me, as I keep his stride, whatever my next step is, I know to trust his wisdom. And if I doubt, I have a multitude of counselors to edify, to encourage, and please, for the love of God, correct me <laughs> as I myself walk tandem after the Lord. I can look to my left and to my right and see brothers and sisters also walking with him. Going doesn't look miraculous in the beginning, but the path and the understanding that I'm completely, completely unable to do this in my flesh, being faithful in the little things, whether that looks like carrying a small burden for your beloved Bible study leader, or it looks like, and this is real specific, so <laughs> apologize. It looks like giving your money consistently to a singular mission field before you go to that field. Or it looks like being on your knees consistently in prayer. All of these seem little, but it's necessary to steward them well while I have them. Looking to the master for his teaching looking to my leaders for examples. When I'm focused on these things, I don't have the capacity to be commingled or fearful. Instead, my fear turns into trembling at the power of the living God, and I grow in consecration it, on the way to the calling he has for me. And thank you, Shana. Um, you guys know those uh, like flat escalators at the airport? I think that's what we want the Christian walk to be. It's like we can just set up this machine that like walks for us, right? If I can just if I if I do the things, then I'm good. I'll grow spiritually. Right When we're called to walk in the Spirit, just like Shana brought up, right? And, and that might look different day to day, right? Now, the, the same things are going to be in place, right? The Word of God, prayer. But man, may, maybe walking in the Spirit is, is walking into discipleship. Like, man, some of you need to get discipled. Maybe walking in the Spirit uh, for some of you, looks like actually receiving the Holy Spirit, right? Believing on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
and, and actually being enabled to walk in the Spirit, right? But the, the common theme through all that is actually having a relationship with the Lord, choosing to love Him, to walk in His ways, to obey His commandments, right? Um, thank you, Shana. Uh, Sophie Best. Yeah. Hello. Yes, thank you. I am not tall. <laughs> okay. Well, hi. It's a pleasure being up here to talk about what God taught me about. So, um, I kind of want to preface all of this with the Lord totally kicked my butt, um, and He basically like taught me so many things that I'm not sure if any of what I'm going to say makes sense. So feel free to come talk to me and ask questions if you need clarification on anything. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> pretty much kind of going in to fall retreat, I was in a not so great place, and uh, with me being me, I kind of was like, I'll just deal with this by myself. It's going to be okay. Um, I basically was just like feeling inadequate, feeling like all of the patterns, the old patterns, the ruts that um, I kept finding myself in, I couldn't seem to get out of it. And so there was like feelings of guilt of, um, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just like the guilt cycle just kept going, getting faster, going farther. And what I ended up doing was I was starting to hide from people, from the things God had been calling me to. I was starting to kind of isolate and, um, like, kind of want to nest and curl up and hide away and sleep forever. Um, so going into the retreat, I was basically just literally asking for the Lord to kick my butt. Like, I knew I needed it. It was very necessary. <laughs> but, yeah, God... In summary, God basically pointed out three things, three lessons for me over fall retreat. So the first was kind of logistically addressing what my like issue was. And when Dan was talking about like those mistakes, the dangerous mistakes that we are liable to make, I was like instantly like, yes, pursuit of happiness. That's my vice. I I will nest find comfort. All those cat videos on the internet are magnificent when you're feeling sad. Um, so it was just like the pursuit of happiness was how I was like guarding my heart from all of the things that scared me, from all of the things that I could potentially be hurt from. Um, and so like right after that, the solution is read your Bible. And that was one of the things that I was like guilt cycle. Wasn't consistently reading my Bible. Felt like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to run away on my own today. God, I will see you next time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was literally just read your Bible and then purpose in your heart today, what you hope to be true tomorrow. That was the next like practical point that God had showed me it was like diet and exercise. You can't keep consuming what the world is offering you. Like as much as you love donuts, you can't eat that on the daily. That's going to like break you. <laughs> um, so in terms of just like all of those up until Saturday morning, those that's the practical thing that the Lord has showed me. Um, after all of that, I ended up having to deal with my emotions from all of that because it's like, yes, Lord, I see what you're showing me. I still am a piece of garbage though. Like how are you going to fix all of that? Um, Again, the guilt from failing, the guilt from not being able to pull myself out of the ruts that I had, like, made myself. Um, feeling inadequate due to my mistakes and feeling like, out of all of this, God is still too holy to use me. And that, how could God love me? Even though, like, I've grown up in all of this, I've grown up knowing what is right and feeling like I should have already been able to do this. And why am I not still doing this? Why am I failing? Sorry. Um, I felt like I, was, I 
couldn't compare. And there are like all of these people that I can see God using. And I was like, you're not supposed to do that. Like God specifically says, don't compare yourself to others. And here I was doing it anyways. Um, but the, the fact that like I kept neglecting him because I felt inadequate kind of was just perpetuating that. Like, how, how could I, if I'm not pursuing God, why would God want to be my friend? And so I had to deal with all of those emotions and something else that was mentioned, like, like in the midst of talking to you guys, I don't remember who said it, but um, you have to forgive yourself of the mistakes that you have made because God's already forgiven you. You just have to forgive yourself. Um, so... Um, once I addressed that, having those feelings and that being a root issue that I kind of didn't realize I had, God invited me, saying, like, be curious about me. Be, be wanting to figure out who I am. God basically just said, come and see. Um, and John 1, where I was reading, um, John 1.38, then Jesus turned and saw them following, these would be uh, future disciples, um, and saith unto them, what seek ye? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to be interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? And he saith unto them, come and see. And they saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. So basically Jesus was like, sweet, come hang out. We'll spend all day together. And like that's what God was inviting me to, and that was like a huge deal. Um, after... All of that, um, there was the, um, the final issue of me running from what, had, what God had been calling me to. And um, with hiding from people, you're not going to evangelize. And that's what God has been calling me to, it's evangelism. Um, so the next morning, that final sermon that we heard from Brandon, um, when he was going through all of these fears that Moses had, I was there checking away, like, yep, I have that, that one, uh-huh, that one, yep, all of these fears are my fears. And um, ultimately, just what it comes down to is that even though I feel like literally anybody else but me should be doing this, because I am not qualified, I feel like I can barely pull together a word study, how am I going to be able to figure out if somebody's like, yeah, what it is, the order of Melchizedek or something like that, like, how am I going to be able to answer that? And... Ultimately, what it comes down to is that even though I am severely underqualified, I don't even think I have the gifting of evangelism, God is the one that is using me. God, God is the one that has all of the power. God has the, like all of the ways. He owns everything. He created everything. It is not in my own strength. And sure, I may not have the gifting of evangelism, but that still isn't an excuse to go, to like not go evangelize. Like, the Great Commission literally says, go preach the gospel, baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's like, yeah, I can't do it, but God can. Um, so ultimately, I guess, um, my view of God needed to change, as well as um, my zeal and my dependence upon him needed to be greater than it already was. So... I'm absolutely terrified of evangelism, by the way, and so I am severely praying that the Lord just takes it away. So, yeah, anyways, that's what I learned. Man, everyone's, like, walking off stage too fast for me to give them a hug. You guys, you guys owe me hugs. Um, so... Uh, Man, thank you, Sophie. I think, I think we can get really frustrated at not seeing growth in our lives. And uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and you know, if you talk to a, if you were to talk to like a, an eleven-year-old, and they're like, "I'm not growing," you're like, "Well, are you eating?" And they're like, "Yeah." Are, are you, like, walking around? Yeah. Well, you are growing. Right? Like, you might not see it, 
But as you, as you look through your, your yearbooks throughout the years, like, by their senior year, they're not an 11-year-old, right? And I, I think we can get so fixated on, you know, where we want to be that we forget that it's just walking with the Lord, eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, exercising, right? Like, we want it to be this pill, um, but it's just those daily disciplines that, that slowly mature us into the image of Christ. And, uh, and you know, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, you still need your dad. And I think, I think that's, like, man, everything I, I got from what Sophie just said is, you know, we, we all suck at evangelism, right? Like, I need my dad to tell me what to do. Right, like, I had to borrow a string trimmer from my dad the other day. Right, like, I just, I need my father still. Um, and, and, and we never outgrow that, right? But, but we do need to grow, and that's just through a daily relationship with the Lord. Ashton Yoder. What's up, everyone? It's my first time on stage. Whoa. <laughs> this is dope. I'm playing. All right. Let me just get situated here. Okay. All right. So. Got it? Okay, cool. Um, so actually, I wasn't even supposed to go to retreat originally. Uh, I started a new job last week. Um, and I was in training, and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going. That's why I went to, I went to the Kyrie Tree in Tampa, which was awesome, by the way. Um, but my boss told me, he's like, you know, I asked him, he's like, yeah, you can go, because we got done with all we had to do earlier in the week. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was working at another job, and I found someone to cover my last shift because I was leaving there. And I got a way to figure out payment later, so I was like, well, and I got a ride last second, so it was just like awesome. I was like... God, I gotta go. Um, so it was cool, and I'm super glad I went because what God showed me there was incredible. Like, it was, um, I'll try not to cry either. I don't know why it's easy. I feel like it's easy to cry up here for some reason. I, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna try not to. Um, but basically, this retreat uh, was for me just a confirmation and uh, just a call to action. And so, as many of you know, I came to Midtown about two years ago. Um, I was in Tampa initially. Um, I was doing an internship there for school. Um, I was saved when I was seven, or no, seven, seventh grade, I got saved. Um, but just wasn't living right for a long time. God led me to Tampa, um, yeah, two years ago. And I thought I was just going to be learning about school, education, you know, growing in the field, blah, blah, blah. But God used his word to totally wreck me there and just revive my faith. Um, but I was, as I was there in Tampa, I got a love for Tampa um, just early on. I was there for about five months. But as time went on, uh, I just got a burden over time. I went back for missions trips, for like vacations, for just randomly, for no reason. I don't know. And uh, I just got a burden for the people there, for um, like the lost souls. And, and just, I don't know, there was just a need there. Um, but every time I went, God... Well, God brought 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 27 um, into uh, just to me when I was there. And what that says is, first year calling a brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And it was crazy because, like, every time I was there, God revealed it to me, like, through a message, quiet time, devotionals, like, it was like, coming from error, I was like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, this is awesome. Um, but when Brandon was talking about it here, about my calling, like, just confirmed to me more that Florida was so heavy on my heart and that God was calling me there. Um, and he made a point that whatever lies behind me does not define the calling ahead of me um, because he wants to empower weak people like me um, who don't deserve an opportunity. And that's what I thought of myself for a long time. Even as a Christian, I'm weak, I'm nothing. I mean, I, I am nothing. I am, I'm dirt, you know. Um, but God wants to use me and use everyone um, 
just for his kingdom and an unwise, unfit, unqualified people. That's me. And it's his glory and he'll enable me. Like he qualifies and I have the qualifier living in me. Um, and so I realized that at Midtown, I was just got really comfy. Um, and over this last year, like I knew God was calling me to Tampa, but I didn't want to leave here. I didn't, I don't want to like, I don't know. It's just, it's harder, you know, like, like I forgot who was saying it. Like there's like safety here. There's like a safety net. We have leaders. We have a lot of accountability, a lot of people you can lean on, but there it's, it's a lot different and I've seen it and, but I just loved it here. Um, but as time went on, I just knew I had to, I had to give that to the Lord. Um, so just transitioning though, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I saw how God changed my heart over the last three years though. Um, like the word changing my life, getting disciple, watching people get saved, like that changes everything. Um, and what Dan was talking about, dreaming big, I had big dreams. Like they're gonna sound ridiculous, but I loved soccer like so much. <laughs> this is so dumb, this is so dumb. So like in my wallet, <laughs> I had a slip of paper that said World Cup 2022. And it was like, every time I opened it up, I was like, that's a reminder, I gotta keep grinding. I'm gonna play in the World Cup. And I was like, so stupid. <laughs> um, but like, that was like the drive and the, and like the, I don't know, just the focus I had about like these worldly things and the, and the worldly things that I wanted to pursue. And there was other things too. And like success and all that. And I wanted people to acknowledge that. Um, but man, like when I saw how God was changing my heart, like God just shut those things down. And I was like, man, God, like, my only job here is to reach people for you, live for you, um, and, like, glorify you with my life. Like, it's not about soccer and all this other stuff, like, all these other distractions. Um, like, what we sang in that song, like, you cannot change, yet you change everything. And, like, that, like, yeah, it, he changes everything about your life when you fully surrender to him. And so, with that, like, dreaming big, I was thinking about at retreat, if I could have that same mentality as I did for those things, like about God's kingdom and how he wants to use me, like imagine the things that can happen, you know? Like if I told someone, hey man, I'm gonna play soccer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at the World Cup in two years, you'd probably be like, you're dumb, dude, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's the same thing, it works like with our own walks and how we wanna reach people for Christ. Like if I tell you, dude, we're gonna reach Kansas City for Christ, like. Some people might be like, okay. Like even us Christians, like even me, when Brandon first said that, I was like, okay, dude, like Kansas City? I mean, but when he talked about Luke 137, that hit me so hard. And it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Um, and he made the point that says, whatever God calls you to do, it's only possible with him. Um, so it doesn't matter if that means I'm in Tampa. It doesn't mean it matters if I'm in Kansas City. I know I can only do what's possible with him. It's not me. Um, and so that was like the call to action that God had for my life. Um, and that I can't, I can't just dream and not do anything about it, but I have to step forward in faith knowing that he can move and that uh, he can change people's lives. Um, many of you know Del Thomas. Um, he told me this one time and it stuck with me. It's just a quote. He said, willingness without follow through is nothing. And so if I can be willing to go like wherever I'm called, I can be willing to serve right here or to do whatever God calls me to do, but if I don't follow through with it, I can't do it, you know? I have to trust in him. Um, and this is the last verse. We've been, this verse has just been coming up in our Bible study a lot, and it's just like, it's kind of dope. I don't know. It's, it's Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And I mean, I know we talk about those two words exceedingly abundantly, but it's so true. Like he does more than we can ask or think and he does it through us. And that's so cool. Um, and so, yeah, I was very challenged this retreat. It like blew my mind. Like there's so many other things that were so cool. Um, but I need prayer too, because I know that God is leading me to Tampa and just to own and make full proof of what God is doing me, do, having me do here. So, yeah. Um, man, 
God's grace is confounding, right? Like, God desires to use the, the weak and foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I don't know about you, but, like, that's me, right? That's all of us. God, God used a, I love this, right? God, so, you know, when, when Jesus came on the scene, uh, the religious system of the time was all these academic elites, you know, the Pharisees and so Jesus trains up a bunch of fishermen, and he's like, they turn the world upside down, right? And then uh, as soon as they're like, all right, we got this thing figured out, look at these dumb Pharisees, Paul <laughs> enters onto the scene, right, just to confound the fishermen. <laughs> and, uh, and man, so it doesn't matter, like, who you are, right? God wants to use you. And God wants to use you for great things. And I think if we're honest with ourselves a lot of the time, um, we can think that the Great Commission is a wild goose chase, right? Like, I couldn't possibly reach Kansas City. I, I can't even reach my coworker, right? When, no, it's actually God, God wants you to reach your coworker so that he can reach your other coworkers, so that they can reach their families so that they can reach their workplaces, their schools, and by the time we know it, Kansas City's saved, right? Like, we, we have to dream big, right? If, if, if we don't, then, you know, according to your faith, be it unto you. Uh, but man, if, if we simply believe that God wants to use us in our weakness, in our unqualified state, then, man, he, he will, and I think, uh, man, Sam's message was so perfect to that note today. It's like, we need God to actually just break us, right? There's that saying that uh, you can't be too weak for God to use you, but you can be too strong. Um, and so, man, let's, let's humble ourselves. All right, Larry, where are you at? people. Um, yeah, uh, that was good, Ashton. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, this was my fourth retreat coming in, and my heart going into retreat was just completely wrong. Like, uh, I was excited, but another part of me um, was really thinking, I was like really especially excited for a lot of new people. Like my car it was Abraham's first time, G's first time, Josh's first time, and I oh, appreciate it. And so I, I really didn't think it was for me. Like, and uh, I think throughout retreat, like God really just uh, corrected my heart posture. Like I was thinking, like I knew how this was gonna go. You know, it's another retreat, and I just didn't have like the same zeal going in to the previous years, and yeah, the beginning was rough. Like, we stayed up late preparing food, and we did breakfast, and uh, the first day I was just kind of like brain dead throughout the sermon. Like, I was trying hard to stay awake, and I was like, ah, ah. Yeah, I really didn't want to snore. Like, I was, I was super scared. I was like, please don't snore, Larry. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was the wrong posture going in, but man, God, still met me where I was at. And um, there's two things that, as I was reflecting, I'm still working through a lot of it, but uh, one of the things that God showed me was just kind of where my heart's at. You know, uh, Dan began the um, first service with like a lot of stats. And I'm, I don't like, history was like my worst subject. And um, he gave a lot of sobering numbers on like, quote-unquote Christianity today, and um, at first I was thinking, like, oh, that's just other churches, you know, or that's not me, or that can't be us, you know, and um, as I began to examine my life, um, I realized, like, man, if I'm being honest, like, that's me, you know, and 
man, my life hasn't been consecrated. And I've just been wanting to excel at work and can have like another identity in the world. And it was really convicting. Um, one of the quotes that Pastor Dan said was, he said, the fastest way to destroy a work of God is not to completely reject it, rather it is to corrupt it and to infiltrate it. And, you know, when I thought about it, like, it's, it's not me leaving the church or, you know, me doing something crazy, but as I go through the motions, like, as I go to, uh, you know, Bible study, as I go to Tuesday night prayer and Sundays, and as I go through all of it with the wrong heart, uh, man, that's the enemy and just me being used to, like, infiltrate the church, you know, and so it was uh, really convicting to me, just revealing uh, where my heart's at, and um, yeah, God doesn't want a lukewarm Christian, you know, and so that was the first part. Um, the second part was Brandon's message is tied in really well, but he talked about um, God's calling on our wives, and he said, many of us think our sin disqualifies us from being used by God, and Man, the last year, there's been a lot of, like, stretching in my life. Uh, I transitioned Bible studies with Andy, and, you know, I'm discipling, and I'm dating, and um, <laughs> it's awesome, but, like, there's been a lot of stretching, and um, a lot of times, I can just get discouraged, and, like, I, I feel inadequate, and I feel like, man, God, how, how am I going to do this? Because, God, you know me. <laughs> like, I can't. And um, that message was awesome because Brandon just um, kind of reminded me that, man, it's, it's not me that can do any of it, you know? And um, yeah, I was, I have a pattern in my life where like every time there's an opportunity to step up, a part of me is like, I always say yes, but a part, internally I'm like, I don't know. Like Andy called me yesterday He's like, bro, can you share a testimony? And my response to him was like, I was like, sheesh. <laughs> you know, I was, I was afraid. But I was like, yeah, bro, I got you, bro. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just my pattern. And Brandon's message was super encouraging because he just reminded me that, um, man, I'm, I'm weak and when God calls us to do something, like he gives us grace to do it. And, you know, um, yeah, there were three key points he had in there. I'll just kind of read it real quick, if I could find it in here. I'm really unorganized. Here we go. So he said, when God calls us to do something, he will endorse it by the authority of his name, he will validate it by his power, and he will furnish you for the work by his grace. Man, I needed that. Like, that was just super encouraging to me, just that, man, I'm, I've been getting a lot of opportunities to step up, and, um, man, God is the one who wants to work in us, even though we're unqualified. Um, and then lastly, I'll just kind of share... Um, yeah, one more thing. Uh, so Brandon gave an example of a lot that was challenging to me. He talked about how, um, you know, Abraham gives Lot like a exit ramp. And, man, Lot, he ends up, it says, uh, Genesis 13, 10, it says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, and... Man, Lot ended up going to the world. And when I asked myself that question, like, why am I doing this? You know, and it was, like, scary. Like, man, Lot missed out on so much, you know. And if I, if I take lightly, like, the things that God's given me now, um, man, I can fall victim, you know. And so, overall, it was just really encouraging to hear that and just really challenged me to man, come back to my first love and to um, be desperate for God and to
yeah, be all in on what God's given me right now. And so, yeah, that was kind of it. Thank you, Larry. Um, so, man, there was a lot there, right? Um, psalm 127, uh, I think that's the psalm, says uh, that children are like arrows in the hand of a mighty man, right? And, uh, and so like Larry said, man, if, if I'm off by a little bit, right, if, if I as an arrow... Or if my, if, you know, I'm in the disciple-making business, if my arrows are just a little crooked, well, by the time they reach the target, they're, they're going to be way off, right? And, um, man, we need, we need to take that seriously. We need to take doctrine seriously. Uh, we need to take our, you know, the, the path of spiritual growth seriously. Uh, I think we forget you know, one of the works of the flesh is heresy. Um, and so, man, maybe some of you guys need to, need to enroll in LFBI. You need to learn the word of God for yourself. Um, man, one of the other things Larry mentioned, I, I think we, we all struggle with this, but man, we need to ask ourselves, do I define myself by my struggles? Because um, the reality is, Jesus does not. Right? We, we live in a culture that loves to define ourselves by our struggles. Right? This is like, uh, this is a whole field of, uh, you know, psychoanalysis. Right? Like, I have depression. I have OCD. Right? The, uh-oh, the, the LGBTQ. Right? Like, all these things. I, I am this. I am this. And we can do that in our faith if we're not careful, right? Like, man, I am an addict. I struggle with pornography, right? Like, we can define ourselves by these things when Jesus Christ, God the Father, when he looks at us, he sees his son, Jesus Christ. He sees a child of God washed in the blood of Jesus, right? Like, like Brian said this morning, who, who is he that condemneth? Right? And so often we condemn ourselves. Um, God forbid, right? Like uh, I, I mentioned that, that verse earlier, uh, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where, where the word of the king is, there is power. If the king says you're justified, you're justified, Right? Um, now the problem is we're, we're going to close in worship. So if the worship team wants to come up, um, the, you know, given a room this size, there's some of you that are not justified this morning. I, I believe that. There's some of you that have not believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? We talked about, uh, you know, uh, struggling to, to forgive ourselves, right? Uh, the Bible says that forgiveness is found in the blood of Jesus Christ, right? Um, if you are a sinner, which you are, um, you've sinned against an infinitely holy, infinitely righteous, perfect God, Right? You, you have not met design specifications. And right, I, I'm an engineer. Right? If something does not meet design specs, it's thrown out. Right? And that's what hell is. It's, it's a place reserved for God's creation that has chosen to rebel. Okay? But God is willing that none should perish but that all should come to repentance. Okay, and so what repentance is not is uh, trying really hard to stop sinning. It's not believing really good. It's not about saying a really good prayer. It is about believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, that the blood that he shed on Calvary 
is sufficient, right? And, and just as infinitely wicked as your sin is, Jesus Christ's blood is infinitely more good, right? Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound, okay? And so if you're here today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, meet him, right? Like, we're going to have counselors up here. Man, did anyone hear from the Lord this morning? Right? Like, God speaks, okay? And when he speaks, it's power, okay? But we have to decide whether or not we're going to respond to that, okay? And so now, the ball is in your court, okay? So if, if God spoke, that demands action, okay? So that no one gets to just get away, right? Um, deal with it, right? Let's, let's put a stake down, okay? Talk to someone, whether that's the person who brought you, the person next to you, one of our counselors that's going to be up here. Let's seek the Lord's face, right? Let's choose repentance, amen? All right, let's, let's worship together. today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple making ministry, please visit our website at caya.live.